I don't want to die. Mm-hmm. And so if I have the money, I might as well just buy food and eat. Yeah, exactly. You got to keep the booty plump. <laughs> I, am, I, say, I am cutting that part out. I am taking it out. That is that is an offense against me and my personhood. I am suing you to court. <laughs> By the way, me was six packs. A bam pass for so many bad kisses, be free and the feeling. Easy money, Zimbabwe shilling. I say, I love you, my baby. She said, I know they work no more. So I for sure on my account balance before she go for. She see my car. She say she get reputation to keep in a car. What that's good cause please if I won't move go data car. Say we need a me bottom to get in the cafe. Cause I would like to hustle with you. Build my royal castle with you. Together me that you go good to go very far. Obe who my kun time was and I won't move my kumem. To look across the gang and be in general. I say I love you, my baby. She said I know they work no more. Hello everyone, this is Coloring Paris, a podcast about living life as an international student in Paris, most especially as a student of color. Essentially, this is a podcast made by people of color for people of color and other immigrants in Paris, and by extension in France. Wait, this is being recorded. <laughs> okay, three, two, one. Hello, everyone, and uh, this is Anne. Today, we are going to be talking about finance and budgeting as a student in Paris. I'm going to let everybody else introduce themselves. Hi, I'm Tiffany. Hi, I'm Shruti. Hi, I'm Raven. Hi, I'm Adom. Hi, guys. <laughs> Welcome back. Um, so I'm just going to dive straight into it. And my very first question is that since you moved here, I know we all needed to go have French bank accounts, especially if you wanted to do a social security and for all the other processes. So how has your experience <laughs> with the French banking system been? Let me tell you. <laughs> oh, she's American. She's going to have a bit of a story to tell. <laughs> so it all started in 2015 when the U.S. government passed some shitty law that basically said you have to pay taxes regardless of whether you live in another country. And any bank that opens an account for you needs to report to us. And all the banks of the world said, yeah, fuck you, Americans. No. 
So we have the wonderful task of fighting every bank to open an account. It's been great. So I'm on month seven and I don't have a bank account yet. And I actually need to make an appointment this week to go and yell at them again so they can open my goddamn account. It's been great. I totally recommend coming to France and work on your banking. It'll teach you patience and French. Oh, but I have a question. Um... Can you survive without a bank account? Can you use your U.S. bank account? Yeah, yeah, bank I, I use here? just line banks, yeah. Uh, what are the charges like? I use Wise, and I don't have uh, any fees or anything like right. that. Right, so there's so, no exchange no, charges. It's great. Okay. That's perfect. But if I start an internship or an actual job, I will need a French bank, so we'll see. My story, uh, banking was pretty okay for me. Uh, because we had uh, somebody to help us out, somebody who had already had a, a connection with the bank uh, branch that we were trying to open an account in. Anne and I opened our accounts yeah. in the same branch. Um, Which and, bank did you go with? Uh, we went to the branch in uh, Avenue Kleber. No, but which so, bank? Société Générale. Okay. Uh, and so we went to the Société Générale in the 7th. Um, and... Usually when you take a person who's already been living in France and who can vouch for your, um, you know, the purpose that you're here in France for, um, that then usually things get easier. And usually that person who's been living here will also get uh, an incentive to take you and help you with this because they're going to get uh, some 80 like euros, 100 euros. Yeah. Uh, so I would definitely recommend finding somebody who's lived here who's also maybe from your country or from uh, from a different country and uh, getting them to help you set up the bank account and as an Indian citizen it was fine for me I could I got my card in like two weeks after I opened the account and I, I could already start doing international transactions uh, within the first week of uh, yeah and one of the benefits of going with someone who already had a really good relationship with bank was mm -hmm. that we got offers that you wouldn't get if you had gone on your own. Yeah, It's because the person who already knew them, he kept on asking them questions until we got a really good deal. Oh, I see. So, for example, um, like our debit card charges, that's only one euro a year. Okay. Yeah. Um, not everybody who started their accounts with uh, Society this year got that. Some of them did. Mm -hmm. And I, I think for us, it's big specifically because we went with somebody who already knew. So that was one of the benefits. Another uh, really important thing to make take note <coughs> of is that usually banks will ask you to take on an insurance policy, which you will generally not need as a student because you're covered by social security. Uh, so j because you're new in France, they'll try to take advantage of, you know, you being new, not being able to speak the language. So please uh, definitely go through the fine print uh, and s ensure that you take on charges for things that you actually need uh, and don't pay unnecessary. Uh, yeah, basically charges. go with someone who speaks French and someone you trust. Mm -hmm. Because I remember uh, both Shruti and I, after we started our bank accounts, they deducted almost 40 euros under something. Uh, and we had to write to them repeatedly. And the person who introduced us to the bank, he reached out to them personally as well until, you know, the money was deposited back into our accounts. Yeah. And usually if that doesn't work, what worked for me 
was that I used the mobile application and I kept writing letters to them in French and that works for not just for banking but for other things. Yeah. If you keep writing letters to them in French eventually at some point they will take note of it because they're obliged to respond if you've asked them something via the application. So definitely uh, that's a way to go about things when you have to resolve. Raven, how was your experience? Oh, I had the same experience because I went with a Filipina who already knew the branch, mm-hmm. but um, she didn't speak like fluent French. Mm-hmm. So I ended up getting, you know, unnecessary insurance. <laughs> <laughs> so I get deductions, but I also wrote to them in French in the mobile app and now it's fixed. And yeah, everything's good. I got my card in two weeks and it's working, but I wish I didn't have to go through that, you know, signing unnecessary charges. How about you, Anom? So, um, <laughs> I mean, um, it took me a while to find a bank. Um, and then I signed up to the bank on a student account, but then I still get these unnecessary charges for insurance that it tricked me into signing for. Mm-hmm. And the thing about my bank is that once you sign up for the insurance, it's not going to be cancelled until a year later. Yes, it's like a, a year-long, you know, shackle. So mm-hmm. they tricked me into signing for it. Yeah, so um, I don't want to shame the bank, so I'm not going to mention no, their name. They should. they should be ashamed of themselves. It's ridiculous. <laughs> it is, but we could be sued for defamation. So I'm just not going to say their name. But if you want to know, just send me an email, and I will tell you the bank so you stay away from them because they are crooks. Everyone knows that. <laughs> I didn't know before I signed up, but now I do. And apparently everyone in Paris knows that as well. So... Um, yeah. What's this bag? I'll tell you off air. Yeah, okay. Off air. So my next question is, um, when you moved to this country, I'm sure that you noticed a certain difference in the purchasing parity that you had, especially because of the exchange rate. Like, you know, one euro is 87 Indian rupees. So... I really, really felt it from the bottom of my heart when I first moved here. <laughs> I remember. <laughs> I, yeah, I, I didn't eat for a week yeah. because I was like, that's a two euro. <laughs> two euros is like like 200 bucks. So that's a lot of money for me coming from India. So how was your experience dealing with that? Do you have any stories to share? Um, I think when I first came, I did have a little bit of sticker shock where I'd be like, oh, my God, why is this so expensive? I think particularly like electronics and like household Mm. items are ridiculously Mm. overpriced here. Like I got really spoiled, like just going to Daiso, which is like the hundred yen shop to buy almost everything for my first flat. And I just having to pay like 10 euros for socks i'm like what is this highway robbery (laughs) and and now i'm like oh like five euros for this coffee that's not bad (laughs) (laughs) so i guess like over time i kind of adjusted to it um but every once in a while i'll still like convert things into like dollars or yen and i'll just be like oh this is ridiculous yeah i think i had a similar experience uh to anne uh, especially with groceries, right? Like milk and eggs and things that that you wouldn't think twice about before buying mm-hmm. uh, back home. But here I'm like, oh my God, that's just a small bottle of milk and I'm supposed to pay what, like a euro and a half. Uh, and that didn't really, my brain didn't compute it, right? So I, I, for the longest time, I didn't have milk. 
<laughs> even though it was a staple for me back home i would i would have milk every day um yeah but eventually i think i i've sort of settled into the you know grocery shopping and mm. other shopping generally so i don't convert in my head anymore but uh the first few months first couple of months at least i was converting everything that i was purchasing into rupees and that was taking a toll on me for sure uh i think there is no solution to this you just go through it yeah. if you, if you move abroad you just go through it you can only stop doing it a little bit faster if you're mm-hmm. aware of mm-hmm. the fact that you're doing it and yeah one thing i will say like earning in the currency that you're in does help a little bit cuz once i got a job yeah. like i was using the money that i was earning and not having to think like oh this is coming out of my bank so in that respect yeah it did help mm yeah i think once you start earning in euros then um it will definitely make a difference Mm-hmm. For me, I only stopped converting like only recently. Mm-hmm. But what's what really blows my mind is the rent. I think because I pay five hundred for a twelve square meter. So if you can, if you imagine a twelve square meter, it's like three steps, and it's five hundred <laughs> euros. And when I convert it in peso, Philippine peso, it's like twenty five thousand, and twenty five thousand is like a a whole house back home. So but you live. in Paris. Yeah, in Paris. That's true. I think my last apartment in Tokyo, I was paying twice that for mm-hmm. something that was like maybe twice as big. That's mm-hmm. true. Yeah, I think that's what's blowing my mind only the rent and but the groceries because of the inflation back home, it's pretty much the same, I oh, guess. Oh, right, right, yeah. right. Wow. That's wild. But okay, so when I got here at first, I also had the thing where I wasn't eating <laughs> I wasn't eating because <laughs> like man you're going to spend 5 euros on this tasteless, tasteless. piece of food and like 5 euros back Go on ahead, say the word you want to say baguette you know you know <laughs> <laughs> like and the exchange rate is so bad like right now 1 euro is like 13 Ghana cedis that's that's 1 euro is like the daily minimum wage really It's more than it's like yeah it's more than the daily minimum wage in Ghana right now. <laughs> so imagine spending five times that on a fucking tasted hard as shit baguette. <laughs> also, where are you buying five euro baguette? <laughs> yeah, like, baguettes are like a euro. <laughs> Look at where I live. I li- yeah, I, I, I live in the fourth. Subtle no, my- flex, but okay. <laughs> Oh <laughs> what the heck? Yeah, you know, so I mean I there there are no five euro baguettes, but you know, five euro stuff, yeah. pastries and Yeah, yeah, I guess. It's it. it it really blows my mind. So it took me a while to get used to it. Um because I realized I couldn't starve myself. I don't mm-hmm. want to die. And so if I have the money, I might as well just buy food and eat. Yeah, exactly. You got to keep the booty plump. I am cutting that part out. I am taking it out. That is that is an offense against me and my personhood. I am suing you to court. Wow. That was good. I feel attacked. That I, was good. I feel really attacked right now. Bloopers. We love you. <laughs> no, I just want to uh, you know just get back to what you said about household items like setting up my house, getting a doormat, getting a laundry bag. These things took unnecessarily long because of because of how difficult it was to find something cheap enough 
that you would feel like okay now i can put my clothes in a legit laundry bag and not a plastic bag yeah. right um so yeah i would suggest that you move on from that mentality as soon as possible just yeah. so you can have uh, an okay although uh, i recommend if you life. are furnishing your house ikea or ikea however you pronounce it is the place to go you yeah. can literally get bowls for like 50 cents Basically, listen to our podcast. There are tips on how to circumvent all of these costs. Mm. If we knew what we know now, I promise you, we wouldn't have spent that much. Yeah, Because, like when I was moving into this place, I oh my god, I spent so much money on things that I wouldn't even look at twice if I was back home, mm. like subpar quality. Yeah. But then I had to get them, and they cost like hell. Oh my god. Think for me yeah. the toughest thing was convincing my parents how purchasing things here is very different mm. than purchasing things in India. Mm. Like I remember this one time I went to a supermarket and I paid 4 euros for 4 onions. <laughs> okay. And I'm See, not that's even expensive. Ma- that is expensive. Yeah, that What is very expensive, but that was the only supermarket available and I really needed onions. Right. So I had to buy them. and you know four onions is nothing and i remember telling my parents about it and my mom's like onions are expensive here as well you used to eat a lot of them anyway but they're still not that expensive you yeah. know you won't pay it's like you know 1 euro 80 you get basically an entire kilogram of onions for the price of one onion here mm-hmm. that and that's expensive in india so you can imagine how much expensive yeah. 4 euros is going to be so that was one thing but i think by now i've made my peace with it yeah now i'm like oh fuck this yeah. if i have to spend it i have to spend it it i can't stay hungry i can't keep depriving myself of even you know basic things like mm-hmm. i remember i made a uh, a bottle of milk last for two months okay yeah. that's not oh. healthy yeah. <laughs> i know like, no <laughs> what is happening <laughs> yeah that is tough <laughs> no, but, but like, i did how did you like physically how did you keep the milk from spoiling in your it didn't spoil the milk didn't spoil the, that's the only thing i like about france is that because all of because it's so cold things take a it takes no. a while for it to go bad it didn't go bad in two months yeah two that's, months that's scary yeah no anyway uh, there's also the culture that goes along with it right like people don't expect you to host big dinners and mm-hmm. you come empty handed to the host's home because that's i mean if i were hosting in india i would just ask people to come empty handed and i, I yeah. would feel the pressure to give everything yeah but here it's not like that everyone pitches in and uh and everyone pitches in if there's a party and so that sort of takes the burden off of the host's that's shoulders and Although, that's nice. Although is that because we are all students so we are all like we're all broke please bring something. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if real french people do that. I don't know about that. I think either. they do. I uh, think they do. I, yeah. I see people like carrying baguettes, carrying wine, carrying, you know. Yeah, but I feel like biscuits. that's it. It's like like a baguette, a bottle of wine, like flowers, like that's pretty much it. Maybe a cake or something. Yeah, mm-hmm. but still it takes off a bit of the pressure from the host's sure. uh, end. Yeah. Well, they should know where the sound killer.
is how would you advise other fellow students of color to budget what is what are say you know if you had to give like one must tip that has worked for you what would that be um i don't know if i'm qualified to answer this question i'm not good at budgeting um where usually what i end up doing is like just making an excel sheet at the beginning of the month it's like i know how much i'm getting and then like how much i have to pay in rent and then i have like a small amount set aside that's kind of like fun money that i can spend and it's usually like 10 euro cuz i'm poor <laughs> but it's, i know i, I know Sorry. what's there i feel bad for that <laughs> it's the truth it's the fucking truth um yeah i should say what is fun <laughs> how much fun can 10 euros buy yeah well it depends if you're taking me out <laughs> you can buy me a pretty good time. <laughs> Tinder is a, a useful tool. Anyway, <laughs> in terms of saving money, yes. <laughs> oh, definitely. Like, conversations, meh. You you paying? Okay, let's go. <laughs> you might be better in person. Let's try. We'll start with coffee. <laughs> uh, well, should I go next? Go ahead. Yeah, Thanks. for me, I think uh, just. not eating out that much uh, helps really because the moment you go out you uh, go out to eat especially your costs go up like crazy so really being mindful of how much you eat out and cooking more at home really helps and also if you're moving to france uh, for the first time uh, what helps is definitely having having a vision of the kind of essentials you would need to have in the next 6 months and constantly investing in those things first before going on to you know other things that might catch your fancy uh so for me i had like a sheet of things that i wanted to buy i didn't have to buy them immediately but i would slowly take things off uh every month and then once i you know set my place up and had these things together now i feel like i have the leeway to use some of my some of the money that's set aside every month for me for other things maybe eating out once in a while uh but yeah those would be two two of my biggest tips not eating out too much 
and also getting the essentials out of the way first before moving on to fancier stuff. Shruti, where were you when I moved here? <laughs> I'm going to use these tips. <laughs> well, Raven? I guess maybe she has gotten the experience from living it as well. So. Fair enough. Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. absolutely. Um, I didn't do any of that shit. Yeah. Should I go? Yes. Oh, I very much agree with Shruti about eating out because eating out will cost you like 15 per yeah. meal. But cooking at home with uh, like five euro, it, it's, it's already a lot. Like it's a yeah. whole feast. <laughs> <laughs> Where the hell are you people shopping at? Bellevue. Listen to the podcast. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> this podcast. So my tip is to find like a neighborhood or a go-to store, I'd say. Mm-hmm. Or live in a like a student budget-friendly neighborhood. Mm-hmm. That definitely helps. Because for me, I live in the 10th and it's just, it's very cheap there. There's like a whole street of Asian markets that sells meat for like very, very cheap. But, you know, I don't know where they came from. <laughs> but, yeah, it's really good. <laughs> I know. Okay, so um, I also very much agree with Sruti. So for me, um, fortunately, when I came here, I was able to make a friend that had lived here, you know, like a year before I got here. And he helped me figure out, you know, the things I needed to get. He helped me figure out... Uh, the friend is here! <laughs> <laughs> We're talking about you! Literally. 100 years! 100 years! <laughs> <laughs> timing. I absolutely agree with Sweetie. Fortunately, when I came here, I was able to get into contact with some people that helped me, you know, figure out what's important, what I need to get, um, the things to get to survive winter... Yeah, I actually met a couple of people that helped me pick out household um, uh, household stuff and like clothing items as well. Yeah, just um, probably try to get in touch with people that live here like us. You can send us an email and then we can help you with, you know, the, making a list of the essentials that you would need. And you sort out those things first. You allocate, you know, your immediate finances to solving those ones. And then with time, you can focus on the things that you want and not necessarily need. And also do not keep all of your money in one bank account. Mm. Mm. Have a good, back, a, a good bank account, like a major one, and then get something like a Revolut or, mm. you know, one of these mobile stuff. And then each month, maybe transfer a certain amount of money that you want to use for your everyday runs onto that wallet and then just stick to using that. I feel like that's going to help you to keep um, a better eye on your finances and to know how much money you're spending at every point in time. Mm. Yeah, so that's that's what I would tell. Anyone. That's good advice. Yeah. 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 Help me take my own advice. <laughs> I want to quickly chip in with one point about winter clothes because they might. I mean, for me, it was a huge shock how expensive it was yeah. just to get through winter and to have good clothes for winter. So definitely check out, uh, I mean, just try to get in touch with people who might be able to lend you clothes because usually winter lasts only for like three, four months. You might need a really thick doodoon or something just for three, four months. So try not to buy and try to get them from somebody um, or like pick them up from charity shops or Bring things from like home, that. Yeah. Invented, yeah. Um, I think for me, maybe not in the beginning, but right now my motto is go raid Linky and Cop One and don't buy anything until I finish everything that's in my fridge. Mm. And that is really helping because it's forcing me to cook also because I don't have any money. Mm. 
so it's forcing me to cook every day for myself and actually eat healthy rather than either go hungry or eat something unhealthy from outside cooking just for you what cooking just for yourself <laughs> <laughs> or for a friend yeah. <laughs> <laughs> friends too. you all are really friendly <laughs> okay the last question for today is that um especially as non french speaking uh, there are a lot of people of color a lot of students who come who don't speak french do you have any advice for them as to how to finance themselves how to find part time jobs would you have any recommendations um find a job before you come that's my advice that's what i did i literally when i found out i was coming i started applying about 2 months before i was supposed to arrive and i was honest with them i was like you know i have my visa but i won't be there until this date and then i got jobs um doing like nannying i got jobs doing it being a tutor um but i have a background in that so that's part of the reason um yeah apply before you come because once you get here you're going to have so much other stuff to do it's really difficult to also look for a job while doing that yeah for me i have been fortunate enough not to have to look for a job uh however i am starting the search right now uh and the advice i got from somebody who has been tutoring students is of course try, do try to go through the agencies but sometimes it might just be easier for you to put yourself out there by you know just sending out pamphlets to parents who might be you know out there outside schools after school time is done to pick up their children so you can go talk to them and tell them that you know you're a student here in paris and that you'd like to tutor and this is your subject uh and that you're available on these and these dates and uh you can come to some sort of a verbal contract with them and you know try to find a tutoring job for yourself that won't be set in stone uh, like the agency will help you do but yeah. it definitely gets you a better rate mm-hmm. um of course there are pros and cons to both of these approaches but uh, yeah choose what works best for you i'm looking into tutoring at the moment so uh yeah that's that's what i'm t- planning to try out but keep in mind also that um a lot of parents have their students schedules locked down especially if you want to tutor for kids mm-hmm. they around September they already know what their kids are going to be doing every day of the week mm-hmm. so they might not have time to add something else in mm-hmm. so as early as possible right. is better mm-hmm. yeah that's true i also got a job before i went here i applied to momji i really mm-hmm. like to say yeah i think it's fine uh i applied to momji so it's an agency but i agree with tiffany and truthy that it's better to have direct uh, verbal mm. contracts than you know having an agency cut from your salary so yeah there's a lot of uh, opportunities i guess like babysitting and tutoring um, waitressing as well waitressing like waitressing waiter. if you oh, have yeah. a certain level of french you can mm-hmm. work in cafes and things like that yeah but as you know as a non french speaker uh those are your options babysitting cleaning i'd say but you know uh it's also hard to get the balance of studying and uh working part time but we need it yeah. yeah i i remember you i think she was bartending as well yeah yeah, yeah. she so, cannot speak french but she was bartending yeah she was well, bartending she, she made a shit ton of money bartending so um yeah for me i would say um you know about the job thing i also started applying for jobs before i got here and then i got here and then the timetable was you know like all over the place and so i couldn't keep a job i have i've had to pass on two or three jobs because of you know our timetable 
But if you ever decide to work uh, and you decide to go through an agency, please read the fine print. Mm. And if you notice that there is a discrepancy, don't assume that they're going to fix it. Yeah. Speak up. Because I remember I was with, I got a job, you know, teaching English with this agency where um, in the contract, there are a number of hours that they had put in the contract was different from the number of hours they had assigned to me on the, the, um, the timetable. And so I started asking questions and one thing led to another and I had to pass it up. So just just keep an eye out because people are looking to take advantage of immigrants mm-hmm. and also people people of color. I'm I'm just going to tell you. Also just young people. Also well. just young people. Yeah, because when I was trying to pass it on and she was like, um, yeah, the young people today, they don't like to work. They're so lazy, blah, 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 blah. But, you know, there's just some things that you just shouldn't let go. So, yeah. Um, yeah, I definitely say read the contract and ask questions. And don't be afraid to, like, speak up for yourself if something is wrong or something you just don't like it or agree with it or you're not sure about it. Ask. Mm-hmm. And actively seek for opportunities. Don't just wait. Yeah. Yeah. And definitely read the fine print. That is not just advice for applying jobs. Read the fine print and everything that you come across, especially in the beginning. Bank account. Translate it to English. Translate it to yeah, English. Don't feel if you rushed. Need to. Like, yeah. Take your time. Do what you need to. You can come back. And as tips for today, um, two things that are being frequently used by our fellow classmates and people around us. One is this app called Wallet. It basically helps you categorize everything if you prefer manually doing it. You can put in the number of cards you have, the cash you have in hand, what you have in bank, and then you can keep entering it manually. I prefer doing it manually because it helps me uh, make sure that I know what I'm, you know, where I'm spending, etc. Or there's also Revolut. The one thing Revolut does is you can say put a, if you put in a cap for say 30 euros for groceries in a month and it's basically whenever you go to a supermarket it's going to automatically deduct from that particular this thing and it tells you when you have reached your budget so Revolut is a cool card to use and wallet is a really nice app all right guys signing off this is Anne Tiffany this is Shruti. Raven. Hi, it's Adam again. We would love to hear from you guys who are here in Paris or abroad at coloringparis.podcast at gmail.com. You can also find us on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter under uh, Coloring Paris. We'd love to hear from you guys and maybe we'll read out some of your <laughs> interesting stories on the podcast next week. We'd love to hear what your opinion, what you think about life in Paris or what you're interested in learning about from us and our experience. So please feel free, reach out. We'll hear from you.